Hey y'all, quick note. While My Hero Academia was created for kids, this podcast is not safe for work or children. All trigger warnings and spoilers for each episode can be found at our website, myheroanalysis.com. Thanks for listening. Hey y'all, this is My Hero Analysis, a podcast about My Hero Academia, aka Boku no Hero Academia. We are three grown adults who mine Japanese children's cartoons for serotonin because God knows our brains aren't making it naturally, especially now that it's dark forever and always. Where's the sun? <laughs> the sun is gone forever. Ugh. Hey y'all, I'm Fern. Welcome to the... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing a cash the fuck up episode. Good lord. Not uh, <laughs> the chaos has already started. Oh man. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know where I put my brain. It is not in my head. It, clearly. It, it, clearly. <laughs> uh I'm Nicole. I have been afflicted both with the seasonal depression, um, which I am fighting with just pure and utter chaos. But also uh, the turkey malaise from the recent turkey day from this recording. I, I have not had complex thoughts in like over a week. So my brain is also not in my head. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Uh, welcome to the club. Uh, hey, it's Maria. <laughs> and I did these notes on day of recording. Um, and I don't know if some planet was on Gatorade or what, but today has been very hectic. I am currently babysitting. <laughs> Yes, there so. might be interruptions from a child, but we do what we can. Uh, she can say hello. Say hi, Cass. Hi. Well, hi, hi. Cass. <laughs> well, Maria, what is your recording snack, if you have one? Um, I have hockey, like the almond crunch kind. I'm very Ooh. excited. Ooh, fancy. And I also have the cranberry Sprite, because it is that time of year again, and mm. it's so good. All right. Well... Um, I do have some fan mail for us to talk about. Um, I have not shared this with Nicole and Maria yet, so this is going to be very cool. Um, we got an email from a new listener. Um, he gave me a few names to choose from. I'm going to go ahead and pick Icarus um, because I am a big fan of that story, as we all know. <laughs> we, we are we are big Icarus myth bitches. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything Greek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We eat it up. So he sent us a really cool email that I wanted to go ahead and read. And yes, I did get his permission. Um, So his message is, hi, I have so many words and feelings and I will be sharing them because I know you also have words and feelings. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes. That's a, <laughs> that's so a good feelings. descriptor. <laughs> um, so um, this is about uh, Katsuki Bakugo being a percussionist. Okay. Yes. Um, so they said, first of all, some percussion lessons require the student to learn piano first, uh, which does make sense. So Katsuki probably knows how to play piano. Do without what you will. <laughs> He's and so he plays he plays Tchaikovsky so angrily and mm -hmm. he makes he makes the cannon noises himself. I love it. Yes. Yes. All of the really big, dramatic, like Russian revival music. Yeah, for sure. No, but like seriously, I think it's Tchaikovsky. I could be wrong, but one of the songs that yes, 
has actual cannons like in the in the music like mm-hmm. literally you're supposed to let off cannons for one of the songs it's great it's it's yeah. Kotsky's favorite song i think it's a symphony about like the war of 1812 or something like that but yeah yeah that sounds right <laughs> <laughs> um so then icarus goes on he says i was in percussion in middle school so i know a little bit about the types of people who play percussion so deeply troubled people check very, very deeply yes mm-hmm. i can confirm yes oh yeah uh, the type to make fun of other people, but also the type to be made fun of and just generally not well liked. Also, yes, at least for middle school. Oh, honey. <laughs> uh, and very abrasive. We play out of turn, play too loud, break stuff a lot, uh, especially snares and sticks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> so, yeah, all of that checks out. And then he goes on uh, percussion and his experience doesn't get as much attention from the instructor compared to other instruments. And mm-hmm. other band mm-hmm. members believe it isn't a difficult like instrument or set of instruments to play. So they will talk crap about it. That sounds mm-hmm. about right. Yep. There, yep. Very true. Very rude. And a lot of kids in percussion, in parentheses, mostly boys, uh, do it because they want to seem cool. Oh, yeah. And that tracks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, percussion is the backbone of any band and who fits the role of abrasive backbone of a large group yes mm-hmm. oh that makes so much sense my boy mm-hmm. and then uh, percussionists are incredibly passionate also check mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, and then he finishes up with uh, Bakugo and Midoriya are the main big influences of class A but this isn't about Midoriya so Bakugo <laughs> it never is about Midoriya go sit down <laughs> and <laughs> um, so the way he motivates his classmates is aggressive it's abrasive it's rude it works he's yes. constantly in the back of their minds giving them the motivation they need and keeping them on track the way a drum mm-hmm. keeps the tempo of the music if the drums go off beat the band is forced to follow or they fall apart if the drums go too fast the band will follow a good example of this is his group fight against class b Um, which we'll get to in a future season. Um, So Bakugo was there to keep the tempo. And as he said, if you go off track, I'll save you. And if you go off track, you have to save me. So I thought that was some excellent information. Spot on analysis. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. And so I just, you know, I just had to share. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Icarus. We love you. Yes. And thank you to everyone who emails us. We love seeing them. Um, We will respond, maybe not always in a timely manner, but we do respond eventually. Yes, Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, Life gets the better of us. Yes. And emails are hard, even the fun ones. (laughs) Yes. Emails are so hard. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. Also, Spotify wrapped just dropped as we're recording the episode. I'm Um, a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) so am i (laughs) mostly because every single one of my top songs was hosier oh that makes sense uh my top was sleep token of course it was Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. very on brand mine was Mm -hmm. fallout boy also Also on brand brand. (laughs) yeah yeah. um surprisingly the popular sleep token wasn't my top song which is the summoning it was granite i really like granite it's such a good song it is. It is. A lot of solid choices there. 
But back to how Spotify Wrapped relates to the podcast. Um, oh, yes. We also got one for the podcast. <laughs> yes. Because uh, uh, analysis and stuff like that. Um, hi, fans. Hello. You actually like us? Yes. The ones that we have do genuinely like us. So that's awesome. <laughs> hi, we love you. Your your numbers astounded me. And I am, yes. I'm usually, I just ignore numbers usually, but... Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Thank you. Hi. You were flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess like in terms of like typical internet numbers, we're still very, very small. But in terms of what we expected and like yeah. how little effort we put into advertising, yeah, we're, yeah. we're shocked because we oh, genuinely yeah. thought this would never go farther than like five people, all of whom knew us. So yep, yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But mm-hmm. no, now there's like have... a couple hundred of you. So that's really yeah. cool. <laughs> It's so cool. Hi. That's so crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's been two years. Like, what? what is time? Yep, a little over two. It's been like two years, three months, something like that. I don't know. It, I No, it's just been two years, one month, because we started in October. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. <laughs> it was two months of planning once we came up with the decision to make mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. That's right. We did actually spend some time planning this, shocking yes. as that sounds. <laughs> yes. We, <laughs> Which is... we do we do a lot of work before it drops on your feed, but after it drops, it it leaves our brain. We, we mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's nothing else to be done. It doesn't exist. We yeah. post a notification and then we abandon it forever. Forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. It's the ADHD. We all all three it of is. us. Yeah. We do. All three of us. Oh Lord. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this week we are covering episode 25 of My Hero season three. So we're already at the end of season three, which is bonkers. Bonks. Um, and the episode title is Unrivaled. And in the manga, this is chapters 123 and 124. So as per usual, I'll lead us through a quick synopsis. Um, I don't think we have a science corner, so we're going to skip that. And Nicole will jump in for discussion topics, manga differences, and Easter eggs. And then we'll wrap up the episode with our big spoiler section, which I think is like incredibly small this time around. So yes, it's like at least compared, there. Yeah, compared to more recent episodes. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So jumping into the synopsis, we pick up where we left off as Aizawa introduces class 1A to UA's big three. And these are a trio of students. They're just so much more powerful than all the rest of the student body that, like, they earned their own group moniker. So that's wild. And they're invited there today um, because they're supposed to be talking to the students about their upcoming work studies. Uh, But instead, they just make everything super awkward and uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tamaki is too shy and won't look at anyone, quite literally. Uh, Nejere is too friendly and keeps asking invasive questions, but then not waiting for answers. And sweet, sweet Mirio is too corny and just generally weird. And I just, God, I love their separate and collective weirdness. They are my beautiful, strange babies, and I'm obsessed with them. I am obsessed only with uh, Tamaki, my (laughs) poor little socially anxious being uh but you you can have the other two honestly they are far too cheerful (laughs) yeah they're not really your character type no no (laughs) i am fighting with my uh 
microphone yet again. Oh God, <laughs> that fucking microphone. <laughs> Why? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Computer. Computer, why? Oh Lord, we just need to get you an update. If anyone wants to throw us some cash, we don't have anywhere for you to donate to, so never mind. <laughs> just, oh wait. Just eat, eat, eat cash in the general direction of North Carolina, we might find it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find it? Yeah. All right. Good job. Okay. So uh my note was uh Tamaki is the the introvert that was a hundred percent adopted by the extrovert. Oh yeah. Kidnapped oh, yeah. more like. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but also I'd probably I love all of them. They're all so so awkward. They're so weird. <laughs> so weird. Oh, they're amazing. Um, so yeah, Mirio, speaking of weird, decides the only way to explain work studies is by sparring with the entire class. Sure. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously he has to get naked to do that um, because his power is warping through any matter, but his clothes can't come with, except his hero costume, which is like made of his hair or something. I don't remember. Don't worry. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll um, get to it multiple times. Don't worry. Yeah, we will be screaming about that. Um, but yeah, Mirio, I mean, he's, he's a third year student. He kicks all of their asses without even breaking a sweat. And then he tells them that work studies are all about learning through experience and pushing through fear. So I guess his little demonstration was somewhat relevant. I guess, but also (laughs) put on your fucking pants, Mirio. I cannot (laughs) with his nakedness. (laughs) I started giggling so much when I saw that note. I was I just, no thoughts. Yeah. No yeah. thoughts. L- listeners, <laughs> whenever Mirio may or may not show up in future st- seasons, I'm going to yell about his lack of pants whenever mm-hmm. it applies. Although mm-hmm. I get it. I don't like wearing pants. So I'm I'm behind Mirio on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Silly shonen dumbass butts. joke for laughs. <laughs> yep. Ooh, ooh, so look at the butt. naked boy. Ooh, ooh, butts. <laughs> Like, okay, yes, fine. For for 12-year-old boys, yes. But also, put on your pants! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the demonstration is over. The kids go home. Uh, Mirio does note that Izuku stood out um, because he was the only student who was able to predict any of Mirio's moves. Um, and he, Mirio, thinks that a mysterious sir, who will be introduced to very soon, would like Izuku. Um, and then we learn that Kazuki is still grounded and Izuku asks Gran Torino if he can work study with him, but Gran Torino is busy with something else. Uh, so that's a no. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no, find someone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we get our first glimpse of this mysterious sir, followed by the League of Villains and the new villain, Overhaul, about to have a face-to-face meeting. And that's where this season ends. Yep. 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 That's literally it. Yep. Um, also, also, just, just fucking sir. He's so, uh, he's so long and he's weird. Uh, I'm, ah, uh, why? Yeah. Why? Nicole and I are not fans. No, no, no. I am ambivalent about him. Yeah. Maria is blessed with not caring one single bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> the only time he even vaguely interests me is when he's being like super obsessive about All Might because gay. Gay. Yeah, he's, that yeah. is very gay. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's he's very gay, and we will get to it. But every other time, ugh. <laughs> ugh. Just, he's I'm just not a fan. Yep. It's <laughs> Let's like, just I, leave it at that. <laughs> I, it's like I get how he is relevant to the plot and the themes. Like I get that. I understand that. I have that smidgen of media literacy, but I don't like him. <laughs> yep. Get out. And, and we don't have to. So yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited to hear you you both go off it's gonna be great as i don't i give zero fucks oh no <laughs> the one episode where i would go off i'm refusing to watch like period yeah. dot end of story so yeah. <laughs> you'll probably hear nothing <laughs> uh but anyway on to uh little moments in the episode that particularly captured my interest um, so we are once again demanding that Hog Akure get an actual hero costume. God damn it. Because if they can figure one out for Mirio, then they can figure it out for her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I am also screaming for those same reasons. Also, also, uh, this is, it's not a spoiler, but it just comes up later. Like, they gave Mirio a costume made of his own hair. He's like, that's a full ass fucking costume. Why? Why did they not give him some damn underwear? Like, like I get it. You don't need your pants all the time. But also, no one wants to see your dick. You've traumatized the emo bi in the back of the class. Uh, Hagakura needs her hero costume, damn it. But also, I think I missed the emo traumatization because uh, I was making coffee and a lot of things were going on at the same time while I was trying to get my life together, which wasn't happening. It's uh, all good. It was mostly just Jiro being horrified while Mirio beat everyone up. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and he was naked, and she did not agree. Much like myself, why <laughs> is your dick out, sir? <laughs> to be clear, let's, we we never actually see a dick, which is good. No, but also, of course not. <laughs> it's like we know it's there, and Jiro doesn't like it. <laughs> oh man. Um, and then, Medetta, go to your trash can right now. You know what you did. I'm not repeating it here. No, we will never repeat it. He was He's just fucking terrible this episode. He, like, reached a new level. Ugh. And I must have so blocked gross. it out because it was, I did not remember it being that bad. <clears throat> I have been waiting for this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what edition this is. I have lost count. Uh, but anywho, the purple, purple looking bitch will have caffeine directly injected into his veins with the occasional water, so he is permanently dehydrated just enough to survive in his trash grave, but will constantly have the zoomies and nowhere to put that energy. Also, the cunt nugget will have to deal with the tiny TV in his trash grave that only shows black and white horror movies on repeat with no sound. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Excellent, excellent amazing thank you man we really need a special episode like at the end of the season or like the very very end of the podcast where we go through everything we've done to Mineta. yes (laughs) uh give me two seconds no worries me also because my my burger's here i'll be right back (laughs) go get your burger my burger (laughs) i am back tiny human wanted a a cranberry sprite Mm. yep important important Nicole is still grabbing the burger. 
Yeah, she's just been listening to us record the entire time. It's kind of been funny. <laughs> oh, man. I really hope she can't hear anything I'm saying. Uh, uh Well, okay. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I'm a horrible influence, and it's fine. <laughs> Stephanie put my burger right in front of the door where I had to push the door very slowly to get out to get the bag. There was a table right next to the door. Stephanie. Mm. Stephanie, how dare you? Capital punishment. Yes. You're going to be drawn and quartered for mm-hmm. the inconvenience. Mm-hmm. But my burger is now safe in the microwave and waiting for me. <laughs> All right. So then Izuku notes that none of the big three started at the top of the class when they were new students. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. And while he's doing his literal little pondering thing, um, he says at some point, I saw only his face, so I didn't recognize him, referencing when Muriel was in the wall being a weirdo. Um, but also, Izuku, <laughs> that's not how that actually works. <laughs> you need to go get tested for face blindness, my love. There's oh my nothing, god. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with you, but that's not how that works. <laughs> okay, okay, funny story. So, listeners, I am face blind, and I thought I wasn't that face blind is this until... just walked right past me in the airport that one time <laughs> not just that but oh. um a couple of nights ago I went out to a thing with some friends and we were meeting some friends there and this is a person that I know quite well that I've you know seen a lot whose face that I thought that I'd seen often enough to know what their face looks like because that's usually how it works for me like the more often I see your face the more likely I am to remember it um well I was looking around and I could not find them I could not find them at all and I realized I didn't know what they looked like so (laughs) (laughs) I mean we found them eventually it was kind of funny I recognized her voice I can usually that's usually how I recognize Mm -hmm. people is by voice Um, Because I can tell that apart very easily. But yeah, for a minute there, I was like, I have no idea who I'm looking for. (laughs) Because like it was cold outside and everyone was bundled up. And I was like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nope, I'm I'm blind. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I met someone else who had like diagnosed face blindness back in college. And she explained it like, as long as people have their hair, how they usually have their hair, she can Mm -hmm. recognize them. But when it's winter, it's like no hair. Yeah, yeah, this, now that the weather's getting colder, I'm really starting to realize that my face blindness is much worse than I thought it was because people bundle up and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. We we will we will accommodate as needed. Or we can keep making fun of me. It's fine. Okay, that too. Uh... <laughs> I don't mind it when y'all do it. Uh, yes, fair. Anyways, yeah, Izuku only cares about quirks. No need for faces, except All Might and Kashan, of course. Of course. Actually, you know what? You might be right. It would not surprise me if he can only recognize people by their quirks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. That's really funny. (laughs) Uh, So then Tamaki tries to imagine everyone as potatoes so that he's less afraid of public speaking. Um, But it doesn't work, which is both hilarious and relatable. Yes, um, it, but I want to know, because of his quirk, which we'll get to later, uh, does he want to eat them? Does he just want to eat the potatoes or the, the, the bodies that they are attached to? Um, Tamaki, my, my poor, sweet baby. 
<laughs> I think he was too afraid to be hungry. That's true. That yeah, yeah. that's very true. Yeah. But but they were all potato heads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then when they're in the gym and Mirio's about to fight everyone, there's this moment where Nejire is like messing with Mina's horns, and I can't tell from Mina's expression if she's embarrassed, in pain, or like into it like honey are you okay do you need assistance or do you need to get a room and stop doing that in the gym which is it <laughs> uh, i feel like it's somewhere in the middle but also nejure was telling a story while she was fiddling with the horns and i want to know what's what's going on with that random student um i, feel I like did whole... not notice the story at all <laughs> i feel like there's a whole story about that student i need a spinoff just so i can have the tea <laughs> wait what was the story she's talking about i don't even remember what the story was but like one of the a student was like getting bullied and then it came to a head and then it didn't go the right way so the student dropped out or something i don't know because the horn thing was also happening but yeah, I wanted that to, was happening I, and it was kind of distracting i was yes. like what are y'all doing <laughs> yeah um but Mino is all of the above that is that is my yeah. take Probably. also i need to take another break <laughs> Fork is freaked out by something. I don't know what it is, but he he's he's been frozen on the on the table for like twenty minutes now. Um, I feel like it was the TikTok I watched earlier where a cat was yelling at a bobcat out in somebody's yard. Um, so I feel kind of bad, but also he's so stupid. Yeah, I'm sure there's like just some random noise across the street that he can hear, but you can't. Yeah, yeah, he he's so stupid. He's he's quite dumb. That we need to post more pictures of him on the like on Twitter or something because his face is singular. His face is amazing. It's his facial expressions are absolutely incredible. I don't even know how to describe them, but they are just utterly blank while uh -huh. also being both furious and terrified all at the yes. same time. Yes, that that is as close as we can get. Um, listeners, if you're familiar with Walter the cat on TikTok, the big orange floof, the the wizard. Um, yes, the wizard. He he kind of looks like Walter when Walter gets that blank stare, but it's it's even more indescribable. So yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, that's a really good way to put it. <laughs> He's like Walter, but more so. Yes, he's more Walter than Walter is, even though that's impossible and Walter is amazing and singular and we would not shame Walter's name. <laughs> <laughs> Walter is so good. <laughs> so then throughout the episode, my sweet baby, Kirishima, was just so enthusiastic about absolutely everything. His energy was just sky high. I love him so much. It was so cute. He was amazing he shined mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then <laughs> tomaki spends like half the episode praising mirio's hard work and intelligence and passion and personality and honey darling your crush is so obvious <laughs> it's like honey darling sweetie you are very gay <laughs> like my god we really yeah. just opened up with that huh yeah mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but that being said mirio is like genuinely incredibly impressive like under all that goofiness is an actual genius and horikoshi 
wrote it quite well and balanced it out well, I think. Yes, yes. As much as I do hate to admit it, Mario is impressive. Uh, but he'd be even more impressive if he would shut up and put his <laughs> pants back on. Oh, your introvert is showing. I, yeah. I can't with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Tomiki just wants to brag about his crush. Mm-hmm. But also, Mirio is the active golden retriever of the friend group. He has no chill. Absolutely, Absolutely no chill. None at all. All right. Well, so for Maria's science corner, um, apparently Mirio did all the explaining of the science. So good job, Mirio. Um, <laughs> yeah, I almost asked for an explanation of his quirk. Um, and then I realized as I was watching the episode, he does all of that. So yeah, he, there's he no need. <laughs> yep, he explains it quite well. A little shit. So we're going to move right along to the discussion topics and starting out with if the big three is supposed to be a yearly thing or what's going on there. Yeah. So this was my question to the other two, um, because I've seen a lot of references in like fanfic and fan theories and stuff to like Izuku, Katsuki and Shoto being their year's big three, um, which kind of confused me because the way I interpreted the way Aizawa and the kids were describing it, I thought the big three title wasn't like a yearly tradition or an official school thing, but like something unique to these three in particular that occurred naturally, just simply because of the ability gap between them and the rest of their class was so big. So I wanted to know what y'all thought. Yes, uh, I think the big three is a relatively new thing, if not a completely unique thing unto Mirio, Tamaki, and Nejere. Uh, because in if it was an actual thing, like established in the school, we should have also met the year two big three, because um, they would have probably been in the midst of their own work studies as well, and they both could have like talked to one A about it. Um, so I think it is a new thing. I think it was supposed to be unique with with the senior class. But now that uh, Izuku, Shoto, and Katsuki are all um, very strong, uh, they have become the new big three in the fandom space. They're, yeah. just, they're just training the kids harder than ever. And it's it's just an easy analog to show. Plus the all for one, one for all, three musketeers thing. Something's yeah, there. That's true. Yeah. I also agree that it's probably a new thing. Also, it's not uncommon in a school like that to either have one person or a group of people who stand out it's actually very common in japan to have like the top student or the top three students or stuff like that okay Uh, so um, it's like an unofficial official thing yeah um and since they stand out it probably just naturally became a saying as they got stronger and pretty much left everybody in the dust Okay, yeah. I have noticed that a lot of shonen tend to focus on like a duo or a trio. So I was also wondering if addition to that, this is like Horikoshi's cheeky little wink at that trope. Yes. Mm, it's I've seen it in a lot of other different types of ma- manga, not yeah. just shonen. It's kind of like a whole manga thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, Ice Prince. That's <laughs> They've given that name or, you know, mm-hmm. or like... Yeah. There's like a formula that people follow. Yeah. yeah. It's like how um, Ami in Sailor Moon was like 
she was the smartest one in their class so everyone knew who she was because she was the smartest in their class mm-hmm. i feel like it's like that gotcha yeah. gotcha that makes sense all right so then next we're going to talk about how uh the venn diagram of people who do cool shit and the people who are quite weird uh it's a circle it, it's a circle it's all the yeah. same <laughs> Yeah, when Aizawa introduces the big three, uh, and then they unleash their weirdness onto the class, <laughs> Sato comments that he didn't expect them to act so strangely. And like, I don't know what to tell you, pal, but normies aren't exactly known for pushing boundaries. Um, like, if you want to do something notable, then by ne- by definition, you have to get weird with it. Like, you literally don't have any other choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, normies are literally unrememberable let alone impressive or remarkable in any way like if you if you have that high determination to like really excel at something you just get the accompanying high weirdo like mm-hmm. stat like it, it's it's just what happens with it and Sato I, I hate to break it to you but you're gonna become a weirdo very soon so oh, yeah. get oh, yeah. used to it oh yeah um you could say they are NPCs Horikoshi, <laughs> you're rubbing um, off on Maria. Stop it. <laughs> but also, being a normie is boring. And mm-hmm. um, Sato, you do realize you're in a class full of weirdos. Like every <laughs> last fucking one of them. Oh yeah. God, they're all so strange. He just doesn't notice because he's used to it. <laughs> yeah, he he has he has come into the strangeness, and so he does not recognize it outside of himself or his little pod of a class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So moving along from um, Excellers being weird to how excellence requires failure. And mm-hmm. it hurt me deeply in my therapy places. It's, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. So like Yuzuku noted, like none of the big three were at the top of their class when they first got to UA. And honestly, it's probably because all their quirks are fairly unique and complex. Like, Nejire's is maybe a little less unique, but even hers has, like, an odd twist to it, <laughs> literally, <laughs> that she had to learn to, you know, figure out how to make it work for her. Um, So, you know, they all had to think outside the box to figure out how to use their quirks effectively. And so, you know, that's just, that's going to take time. Um, And another thing about you know, pushing boundaries and doing unique things that's slightly unfortunate. Um, So like if you're the first or the only one doing something, the chances of failure go way up, which is incredibly unfair. And I demand a refund from the universe. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But also if you decide to push through all the bullshit, then, you know, you can end up with something amazing that like fucking changes the world or at least a part of it so i that's cool (laughs) yeah sure in theory uh but i am eternally mad that horikoshi made this particular life lesson so digestible and also so painful with his mirror mallet just going Mm -hmm. directly to my forehead um i don't like failing i don't like failure i don't like vulnerability i just want to get my straight a's through life like i did when i was in high school why is that so wrong and so hard and also impossible i just straight up skipped (laughs) no (laughs) um we're not gonna do any self-reflecting right now we're just gonna move on yep you were like you saw that and you were like oh absolutely not skip (laughs) yeah (laughs) absolutely no no. (laughs) 
understandable understandable yeah Yeah. Yeah. unfortunately we're using um a children's cartoon to unlearn all of the bullshit we were taught growing up yeah yeah thanks everything about society (laughs) well better late than never (laughs) all right so moving along to manga differences there weren't that many uh in 123 the great bitch is like extra gross comparatively and like unbelievably the anime like toned him down a little bit and i hate everything about grapes um (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly yeah actually i don't even eat grapes anymore i've already (laughs) never liked grape uh, flavored things and like no don't insult my grapes I will only It's eat, not their fault. I will only eat green grapes from now on, honestly. Yeah. Uh the only type of grape thing I like is wine. <laughs> <laughs> I love grapes. I love all grapes. I love raisins. I love artificial grape flavor. So raisins yeah. are grape. a um awful. I hate them. No. <laughs> But also, away from the grape, um, they also apparently have, like, a little countdown clock going for how quickly Mirio took down all the long-range fighters, and why was that cut? Yeah, it was, like, a couple seconds. Would have been hilarious. <laughs> um, and then for 124, there weren't really any big changes, but I do not like how they remove Senpai and Sensei from the dub when they're still in the manga translations like we know what it means i uh, let people call each other senpai and sensei and why don't cut it yeah who's in charge of this i think they just tend to lean more towards the americanization when it comes to the dub Mm -hmm. i disagree and it it follows (laughs) a little bit closer to like the language and like the animation like the amount of time they're talking that's why they cut it off Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Fine, but also rude. <laughs> All right, and then for Easter eggs, we only had a couple. Uh, Mirio's hair costume. Once again, we're not going to stop talking about this. Um, but it's not really a plot-relevant spoiler, um, so everyone gets to hear about it now, a- again, because we're mad, and we will continue to be mad until it is corrected. Horikoshi. Um, it, but essentially, Mirio's hero costume had to be made from his hair, special by the support crews and like i don't know if it's literally his hair or if they used his hair as a basis to create the fiber but i mean same thing i guess it's essentially his hair uh so it's able to phase through stuff just like the rest of him and like somehow they they just gloss over it when it's actually explained but if Mirio gets a hair costume, then so should Hagakure, so she's not literally naked all the time. Like, mm-hmm. like I, like, we're not going to rehash the Hagakure being naked, being okay or not okay discussion. But if they can make it for Mirio, they can make it for Hagakure. Let her have something. Um, also, Mirio, wear your hair boxers. Your nudity is a crime. You're literally 18 now. You can't. Put on your pants. <laughs> I think this is the, the this should be the uh, title of this episode. Muriel, put on your pants? Yes. No, nudity is a crime. <laughs> it is a crime. When you're 18. Arson and nudity are crimes. 
<laughs> unfortunately on arson's part but yes <laughs> or what was it pants. murder is a crime i can't remember what our last episode title was but <laughs> i don't know but like mario is canonically 18 so it's it's now a crime so put on your pants sir <laughs> oh boy <laughs> okay. anyway um away from mario so when Izuku is like getting ready to fight Mirio and he's being a little try hard about it, um, his fighting stance is literally just him copying and cosplaying as Katsuki. Oh yeah, it, always. It's like mm-hmm. a, a direct mm-hmm. mirror. And then um, this is more of an Easter egg for the future episodes for season four. But if I remember right, Sir's sidekicks were actually like fan made submissions for some sort of contest back when I it think was, so. Like, yeah. Like, back when they were actually still writing the um, manga, I believe. Hopefully, I will remember to look all that up and confirm it for next season. But that feels very far away. So yeah, no promises. We'll see. <laughs> That's a whole nother year. Like, yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. I'm barely trying to get past this month. And tomorrow is the last of November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We're mm-hmm. so close. And then we're taking an entire month off. So... Yeah. Well, not as we're putting out episodes. I don't want to confuse listeners. <laughs> yeah, the, the the episodes will come out as normal as our usual schedule. We are just uh, working ahead because we're adults and we can plan things. But then we're mm-hmm. taking a month off because we're yeah, adults. We are not recording for a month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And except, like... for, except for maybe Catch the Fuck Up. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that doesn't count. Oh, y'all can handle that. I'm out. <laughs> Maria's like bye (laughs) I love you but (laughs) yeah we'll see if we remember yeah anyway so moving along to the big spoiler section again if you don't want to know anything that has not been animated yet bye we love you uh Fern take it away yeah (laughs) so Mirio tries to do this call and response thing and what he chooses is the future's gonna be and then apparently the kids are supposed to shout back Rim. Um, and obviously this does not work because how the fuck would they guess that? Um, right. but it's so darkly hilarious. Like, darling, you have no clue how grim things are going to get. Yeah. Things are going to go bad. There's going to be it, a war. Half it, of Japan is going to be destroyed. Like, it, shit is fucked. <laughs> yeah, shit is fucked. And mm-hmm. Horikoshi, we don't like you being tongue in cheek. How dare you? Um, but also, you would not have any indication that it was supposed to be grim from just the dub they do include it in the manga but in the dub it he just says the future's gonna be and then he says bad that was so bad you guys are so bad at this so it's not um, even clear what it was supposed to it be it was in the, in the sub yeah it was it was in the sub yes but in the dub no clue they just cut that whole thing out rude that's hysterical <laughs> <laughs> all okay, right do we have any final comments? Uh, fucking Mirio and fucking Sir and the fucking 4B villain. Like, this next season is amazing. Like, season four, like, ratchets everything up and it's done amazingly. Uh, but it's also full of characters I dislike very personally. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, season oh, four I'm is so going to be fucking wild. Yeah, so listeners, you heard how emphatic I was about Mirio putting on his pants in this episode. That's just going to be all of next season. So Mm -hmm. I hope you enjoy that. Oh, man. Well, I know I will. (laughs) Me too. Also, I'm I'm, I'm excited to meet for the new tiny human. 
Yes. Yes. The new tiny human. Also, oh, I get I'm to so talk, excited. I get to talk about how much I hate the children tropes, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> there's always there's always got to be a cute little baby child in every fucking show. Yes, anyway. there does. No. <laughs> <laughs> This has been my hero analysis. We'll talk about how much I dislike children everywhere later. You'll hear us again soon. And in the meantime, go beyond plus ultra and thirst responsibly. Bye, y'all. Thanks again for listening. Theme music is The Happy Cowboy by Gary the Canary, remixed by Fern. If you'd like to submit questions, fan art, or bonus episode topics, visit our website at myheroanalysis.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Tumblr, and YouTube under at MyHeroAnalysis. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Bye, y'all. <laughs>